Hey, this is Alex Kendrick, and you're listening to the Christian Music Guys podcast. Hey, this is Stephen Kendrick, and you have tuned in to the Christian Music Guys podcast. Buckle up. On today's episode, we interview the Kendrick Brothers. They are known for movies such as Courageous, Fireproof, and Facing the Giants. They have a new movie, Life Mark, releasing in theaters nationwide on September 9th. Welcome back to the Christian Music Guys podcast, the podcast for Christian music fans by Christian music fans. Gentlemen, you both have animals in your house, not children. I'm talking actual pets. I <laughs> have both, yes. Yes. So both of you have dogs. Uh, I don't have any animals. We're about to get a, a bearded dragon, but we, we don't have anything uh, with fur. Uh, and uh, But you guys do. But uh, I saw today that there is a new pet that's taking over cats and dogs. Do you want to guess what it is? A new um, pet taking over cats and there's dogs? There's a new pet that people are buying. Um, there's one main reason. Uh, and and the, the reason is because it's much cheaper than a cat or a dog. People are saving over $100 a month to have and raise this animal Instead of a cat or a dog, you know what it is? Mm. No. Ants. Pigs. No, <laughs> pigs. There is a mini, I think they're like mini potbelly pigs or mini pigs or something like that. But apparently, it's a big deal. A ton of breeders are getting on board because they're more affordable. They're smarter than dogs, is what people say. They can learn tricks like dogs. They live about the same lifespan as dogs. They're just pigs. And people have them in their house. They're house trained. They answer, you know, when you call their name. Um, so, and I, I promised my kids that when they when they got, both were in middle school, we would get a dog. Well, my, my oldest is in middle school now, and I have a couple of years before my next one's in middle school. And I'm going to see if I can convince him to get a pig. And you could weird. Um, you could feed the pig a lot. And then when it's time, you know, things get tough, the economy, you know, gets rough. The pig will be gone and have some bacon. I, mean, oh, I, I would so do that with saying, my dog too. Yeah. You would do that with your dog. <laughs> No, I'm saying, I mean, hello, you had pig. A cat? No, oh, well, we ain't going there. But, uh, I mean, come on now. Bacon, ham, pork chops. I mean, I, fe- I, would, I would think that the most common name that people are naming their pigs is Babe, right? Or Porky. Or Bacon. <laughs> Bacon, Kevin Bacon, (laughs) (laughs) Kevin, Uh, Kevin, I mean Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Uh, I don't know. I I will stick with my dog. Um, I don't know if I could get a pig. I mean, I think it would just smell. Well, yeah. If they're like in a barn with mud, I mean, a dog would smell if it just sat outside all the time and rolled yeah, around. But in I mud thought they rolled. I thought clean. pigs like liked to be in mud. No. But what was that one movie where Babe uh, Gordy? No, it was with Brittany Murphy. Uptown Girls. She had a pig, a pet pig, didn't she? There you go. There you Wasn't go. Wasn't that that movie? The way I see it, 
is that pigs are more affordable. They live just as long. Like, you know, you kids can grow just as attached. They're just as intelligent. Essentially, pigs are the Tesla of pets now. Mm. Um, Maybe a Pontiac of I don't, pets. Mm, no, Pontiac's not. They're, they're gone, dude. I'm, I'm saying better, you know, more bang for your buck with a pig, dude. Yeah, I don't want a, a pig. I just like dogs. I don't even like cats, really. But uh, I don't know. I think it'd be cool to have a bearded dragon, though, Jesse. I'll let you know in a couple months when we get it. I have had a bearded dragon before. Two of them. <laughs> did they not? <laughs> okay, did you have two because you liked them or two because you couldn't keep them alive? <laughs> two, like two at the same, I had two at the same time. Oh, uh, gotcha. They, I bought them as pairs. They were brother and sister. And they were, I did not like to touch them, pick them up or anything. Um, they were too much for me. We recently sat down with Alex and Stephen Kendrick of the Kendrick Brothers. Like we were saying earlier, they have wonderful movies such as Courageous, Facing the Giants, Fireproof, War Room. Uh, Jesse, I know because we've talked about it, one of your favorite Kendrick Brother movies is Flywheel. Yes. Flywheel was their first movie ever. Uh, they had a very low budget uh, for that movie, they had they shot it with one camera, but the message behind it is very powerful. My favorite um, Kendrick brother movie uh, would have to be Courageous. I love the story uh, behind that; it's very powerful. Um, Chris, do you have a favorite Kendrick brother movie? Uh, I think mine would be War Room. War Room, yeah, that's a great movie. The latest movie, Life Mark, comes out September 9th. We talk about that and a few other things. Let's get into the interview. All right. We have Alex and Stephen Kendrick, the Kendrick brothers. Thank you guys so much for taking the time with us today. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, glad to be a part of it. Yeah. So your movie, one of my favorite Kendrick brother movies is Facing the Giants. We were talking about it briefly before we hit record. Uh, there's a powerful scene, two football players doing this death crawl. And this death crawl has been inspired so many CEOs and have shown it at, you know, different business meetings and it's, it's been played in all different, you know, churches, illustrations and on all that. It's a really powerful scene. But my question is, have you guys tried it on each other yet? <laughs> have you guys Excellent done the death question? I'll no. let so I've done it with my kids. I don't yes. know that Steven and I have done it together but we you know we were looking for something that was not regularly seen so we made up this drill called the death crawl and uh, when we were shooting it we realized how hard it was it took several hours to shoot that scene like six or seven and the young man Jason McLeod who carried that boy across the field you know because you shoot a movie in one shot or two at a time and so we would Mm -hmm. put our 30 foot dolly track out and we would go, you know, no, it's longer than it was a 50 feet dolly track. So, you know, we, we'd go 25, 30 yards 
and film in an up close shot and then do it again and film it wider and then do it again and then move the dolly track down the field and do it. Again. So at the end of the day, he had crossed that field. I want to say six or seven times. I think Whew. he told me he lost like 14 pounds that day yeah. because it was super hot outside. Was it filmed wow. in the summer? himself that morning. Yes. Yes. Oh. It was in the summer of 2004 and it was brutally hot outside. Yeah. <sighs> so, yes. Yeah, so we did that, but here was the interesting thing. Uh, we didn't know if it would work as uh, a, a picture of continuing when it's difficult, when the Lord's prodding you, I'm with you, keep going, I'm with you, keep going, you've got this, you've got this. And um, because that sometimes that feels like the Christian life where you're like, Lord, enough of this. You know, I don't understand. It's either a mystery or I'm confused or or it's some, sometimes you're hurting. And the Lord says, I'm with you, I'm right here, I'm right here, keep going, keep going. And um, so we filmed it. And when it came out, we were caught off guard by how many people said that spoke to them in more than two or three ways. And Mm -hmm. so not just keep going and doing your best, but also uh, just not giving up in times of difficulty. So it was a blessing to see that response. And we've been very grateful because we we were asking God for ideas. God, would you give us ideas? And that's one of the ones that came up. Wow. Well, let, let me add to that. Alex came up with the death crawl and uh, it's about halfway through the movie that you see that scene. And um, people that hate Christian movies, they think they're cheesy. They don't want to go see them. We would hear them. There is a little bit of cheese in them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but people would say, I started watching this movie, Facing the Giants. I thought this is like an after school special. This is boring. You know, I don't know if I want to get caught up in this. And after the death crawl scene, the rest of the movie, they liked the movie and they would say, everybody needs to go see this movie. <laughs> so uh, to see grown men cry in the theaters, you know, uh, when they watch that scene, it just resonates, you know, on so many levels. So, Well, the yeah, so I'm thinking of- maybe you all come up with some more exercises uh, and we have a Kendrick <laughs> Brothers exercise tape or something, right? Well, the 20th anniversary will be in, what, two years? So I think you all need to reenact that scene. (laughs) We may have to do that. Y'all can be our stunt doubles. Y'all can come on. Yeah, y'all be our stunt doubles. Uh, I don't know about that one. Well, if you wouldn't mind uh, telling us and letting our viewers or our listeners uh, hear a little bit about how you all got into filmmaking, what led you down that path? Uh, grew up in a Christian home, a loving home. Father was a minister, mother was a school teacher, and uh, didn't have a television for years. We would go see family movies, Disney, you know, Swiss Family Robinson and mm-hmm. Herbie the Love Bug, some of those. And and we were like, man, we've got to do this. And so when the first early version of camcorders came out, the VHS camcorders. We asked our parents to get us one, and we would run around our neighborhood filming our own version of Indiana Jones, except our character was Alabama Jones, or James Bond, except Stephen was Savings Bond, and uh, (laughs) run around, and we kind of learned how to uh, frame it and do some editing between our VCR and our camcorder, and we would show these at school and at church and to kids in the neighborhood and ended up uh, making some even for ministry. So uh, we, Stephen and I got communication degrees 
in college. Shannon went on to Georgia Tech and went to IBM. And so Stephen and I ended up going into ministry, hoping to use videos or movies as an outreach. And we did. We would make uh, videos with our uh, church students. And in 1999, I accepted an associate pastor position at Sherwood Church in Albany, Georgia. Came down here mm -hmm. and we started working on um, Flywheel. Stephen joined us, me a year later, and we started working on Flywheel to just as an outreach to our, uh, to our community. Flywheel mm -hmm. was meant to be small. And I begged God, God, would you give me ideas? Would you help me with this story? And so we wrote Flywheel and we shot it just with church members, businesses and homes in Albany. And when we released it, we re recognized, wow, we, we don't like cheesy Christian films. And now we're struggling not to do that ourselves. Right. And um, so we we just asked God to help us. And, and Flywheel exploded. Our, our We had numerous sellout audiences at our local theater. And then uh, the DVD, we, we couldn't make DVDs fast enough to sell it. So it, I think it sold 1.3 million copies. And wow. people were saying, wow, this really touched me. So we started praying, God, what do you want us to do next? And he turned us toward faith over fear. And we made Facing the Giants. Mm -hmm. And um, these budgets were small, $100,000 for the whole movie. Mm -hmm. um, mostly, mostly volunteers. But Sony picked it up and uh, put it in theaters. And they said this could do three to five million as a small indie release. And it did mm -hmm. over 10 million. Mm -hmm. And Sony was like, wow, you got any more ideas? <laughs> so we just prayed and said, God, what? Yeah. What stories do you want us to tell? So every time we would pray, he would point us toward lordship or uh, godliness in marriage or prayer or, you know, fatherhood, identity in Christ as with overcomer. So yeah. we would just follow the Lord's leading. And and, and, and so we, we, we've never been trying to win awards in Hollywood or any of that. We just we want to minister to people. And so we've been grateful and sometimes astonished at what the Lord's done. And he gets the credit for anything that's good. Yeah. If it's if there's anything not good, you can blame us. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, uh, one of my favorites, and we watched it, me and my wife watched it first, and then we showed our kids. Actually, when you're, you re-released Courageous, like the new, you added some scenes and things like that. And we watched it together as a family. And there I was again, after seeing it, you know, a few times already, weeping and then laughing and then weeping and then laughing. And then I'm like, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> like it's just your movies, just draw people in and just, you know, people are just captured in the moment and the Holy spirit really works through your movies and touches lives. And, you know, courageous is one of those movies for myself. You know, it's just like so powerful and to be a better dad, you know, and it just, it's really a, a big blessing. Your, your, your all's films. Well, I, this is what we'll tell you, though we do love making them whenever we make a movie and we pray about it first and God gives us a direction to go. God works on us as well while we're making the movie. And so God stretches our faith and our um, uh, faithfulness and our, and our strength and all this. He, he works on us. So we're not just making a movie for people. The sure. Lord is also... Uh, working on our hearts and our minds and, and our families and our relationships. And so uh, we've, we've learned God doesn't want us just to be the mouthpiece. He wants us to go through this process too of learning and growing mm -hmm. with him. 
so that we can share from our heart why we believe these things. And so uh, we're grateful. Uh, every time we make a new movie, it's exciting and it's a little nervous because we're always like, all right, God, what are you going to do to us? What are you going to do to <laughs> us? But, but uh, we're grateful for everything. Yeah. yeah, we're grateful for everything the Lord's done. Awesome. So each each and every one of us, you know, will have some stories. We know people or maybe our own family has adopted somebody. Uh, I have some personal friends that I grew up with in high school and still keep in contact with them. And they just adopted five kids and, uh, they already had a kid. So now they have six. Uh, yeah. And so Steven, uh, you adopted a daughter from China named Mia. Can you, and I've heard the story is an amazing story. Can you tell us the process, uh, behind that adoption? Sure. Well, uh, we had four biological children and in, um, when we were actually flying to New York city to approve the final print on the movie courageous, my wife and I were on an airplane flying to New York and I was reading the scriptures that morning. God spoke to my heart through a passage in John, uh, about adoption. And I turned to my wife and I said, I think God wants us to adopt. She had already been praying for me for like two years that God would turn my heart towards adoption. And, um, so we went through the paperwork, all those kind of things. And uh, then we started getting referrals from the adoption agency. And the first four referrals that came in, as I was trying to move forward with adoption, the Lord would stop me. It was like this heavy lack of peace. And it was uh, difficult because we knew that God was calling us to adopt. We had people praying for us. We were excited about it. And I almost felt like there were these little orphan girls knocking on my door saying, take me in and be my forever family and lead me to Jesus. And I was saying no and shutting the door on them because I just had no peace about it. I was just feeling like I was being an insecure leader, you know, indecisive or something. It says in Colossians 3.15 that let the peace of God rule in your hearts that God will guide his children through giving us a piece about something or taking away a piece about something. And it's always going to align with his word. So it's not just an independent feeling, but as you're praying and surrendering to him and you're, you know, walking with him that he will use a piece or a lack of peace as one of the ways he'll communicate to us. So anyway, I was frustrated. Uh, but when the fifth referral came in, there was this little girl, uh, who had a worse medical condition. She had uh, half of her heart was not working. Uh, it's called tricuspid atresia was the condition. She was born in Nanjing, China. And uh, it said that she was born on 2-14-2011, which is Valentine's Day 2011. And my wife mm -hmm. said she's born on Valentine's Day with a broken heart. But we both looked at her, looked at her condition, and we this peace came over both of us. It was like the Lord said, this is the one you've been praying for. So even though it was a worse medical condition, I was like, I just feel like God is going to carry us through this whole process of adopting this girl, helping her with the heart surgeries and everything else. Mm. So then we locked in that adoption. And then a few weeks later, my wife said, well, when did God speak to you on the airplane? And I went back and opened up my Bible in John 10 and it said adoption 214, 2011. It was the same day wow. that she was born was the mm. same day God spoke to me on that airplane flying to New York. And it, there was just this amazing sense of joy that the Lord was saying, I am in this 
and I was in you turning down those first four referrals and I am in you adopting this little girl and you're going to go get her, raise her, and I'm going to teach you something about me in the process. And it absolutely happened where I learned so much about not only physical adoption, but spiritual adoption that the Bible talks about that every person who places their faith in Christ, God spiritually adopts them. They don't deserve it. They didn't earn it, but he is demonstrating his grace and kindness towards us. And that with that adoption comes his blessings, his forgiveness, his love, his Holy Spirit, it says in Ephesians 1, a home in heaven and uh, access to his throne in prayer. And I saw that happening in my daughter's life. She went from being an unwanted burden in a communist country to being a beloved blessing in a Christian home in America with equal inheritance, mm -hmm. equal access to my lap and my heart as my other kids. And mm -hmm. uh, But that whole picture of adoption that we learned through the process was just mind-blowing. So I'm a, I am now a satisfied customer that I'm a big believer <laughs> that, that Christians... The Christians ought to practice James 1.27, which is mm. to take care of the most vulnerable among you, which the Bible says are the widows mm -hmm. and the orphans. And uh, when we demonstrate compassion to the most vulnerable among us, the gospel shines, the love of God shines. And whether you are just praying for another family or financially supporting another family who's adopting, or God leads you to adopt or to start an adoption ministry, I think Christians, especially for such a time as this, with Roe v. Wade being overturned, the mm -hmm. church has to step up and say, we're going to show compassion at every level to the pregnant teenage girl that's afraid, to the baby that's in her womb, to the parents who can't have children or God's leading them to adopt, mm -hmm. to the orphans or the foster kids in our community. We're going to demonstrate the love and the compassion of Christ at every level. That's awesome. That's powerful. Yeah, that's that's right on. Amen. Uh, and in your upcoming movie that's coming out September 9th, uh, Life Mark, has a heart of adoption all through this story. Would you mind uh, telling us a little bit about that? Just the trailer version, no spoilers, please. Would you let our listeners know a <laughs> sure, little bit about your sure. upcoming movie, Life Mark? Do it in a trailer. Well, Kirk Cameron too. brought us the story. Yeah. <laughs> you want Alex to do it? Let Alex do it. He's got the trailer <laughs> voice. <laughs> no, the we love trailer voices and we make fun of them all the time but in I, a world I, uh, no, I, two yeah. brothers leading <laughs> a podcast for <laughs> music artists they grew up listening to that's awesome no uh, I'll say this part and then Steve needs to, to share um some as well, but uh, we had finished the movie Overcomer in early 2019 and we're waiting for it to come out in theaters. So just doing the promotion for that. Kirk Cameron gives us a call. We connect with him a few times every year. So Kirk calls us and says, guys, I have just watched the most powerful 30 minute documentary and it's just melted my heart. You got to watch this thing. It's called I Lived on Parker Avenue. I Lived on Parker Avenue. So Stephen and I watch it and man, it was powerful. And I said, uh, this is incredible. And so Kirk said, as an adoptive father, Stephen is an adoptive father. He said, I want to turn this into a feature film. So we started talking, prayed it through uh, and decided to do it. And so um, we shot uh, in 2021, actually, uh, this movie 
that became Life Mark. And you'll see in the movie why it's called Life Mark. And so we shot it in 2021, invited the real people that it's about to the set, mm-hmm. interviewed them, uh, which was really cool having them there watching a recreation of what you know had happened to them. So lots of beautiful tears and um, just encouragement, praying together. It was it was an incredible experience. And so we shot Life Mark, and now it's coming out in theaters September the 9th. And uh, it's going to be just seven days unless it, it sells very well. And then our distributor, Fathom, is going to extend it where it could go two or three weeks. But so we're hoping people go see it the first week because the more people that see it, the more we'll be ministered to. Absolutely. You know, because it's based on a true story and a climate. Yeah, the climate, as you know, is very tender and sensitive to um, not just abortion, but even the right to adopt. Mm-hmm. And this is yeah. telling a true story. This is a true story. So it's hard to argue with what actually happened. And so right. we uh, we hope to minister to people, to draw them to faith, but also to the preciousness of life and the beauty of adoption. And so... Um, can't wait for Life Mark to come out September the 9th. And just so you guys know, you know, we've been pursued by some major Hollywood studios over the last 15 years. We've primarily been with one and it's gone well, mm-hmm. but we've had a lot of studios say, hey, if you ever want to come over here, I'll talk to you. When we made this movie, all of them said, we're not releasing this. Mm-hmm. They, none of them mm-hmm. would release it. They said, no, mm-hmm. you... Mm-hmm. You act like it's the right thing to do for uh, just choosing life and adoption. So, um, because we show a woman not have an abortion, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How dare <laughs> you? <they're>, oh, <laughs> but anyway, so they all turned us down. But yeah, they all turned us down. But Fathom stepped up and said, "Hey, let's do this." And so we're very grateful for Fathom and hope that uh, it's supported enough where Fathom does well as well because they were bold enough to say, "Let's do this." And um, and because it's a true story with true hope and healing and forgiveness and faith, we uh, we hope God blesses it and blesses everyone who sees it. Yeah. Awesome. So you just so you can go to. Me. By the way, you, you go ahead. Yeah. So real, real quick, you can go to uh, lifemarkmovie.com and see trailers, information, theaters, things like that, buy tickets. So that's lifemarkmovie.com. But again, we hope churches will go in groups to support this. Um, And especially right after Roe vs. Wade has been overturned, that the support for what's going on in our country, because it is a battle, the support for what's going on in our country will continue to point toward life and hope and forgiveness and adoption and things like that. So that's what we're hoping for. And let me just mention that the Roe v. Wade being overturned by the Supreme Court does not, that's not the end of the battle. Basically, the battle has just been dropped to the state level. Sure. So all the states are now to be where the battle is being fought. And these local state legislators suddenly are put in a position where their decision making and their courage and their conviction and their compassion is going to be what's on display one way or the other. And so it is so important that everyone uh, on the local level and at their state level begin to reinforce the biblical values of life and to speak up for those who can't speak for themselves. And uh, to, you know, it says in Proverbs 6, God hates hands that shed, shed innocent blood. 
And in Proverbs 31, it says that the Lord wants us to speak up for those that are destined for destruction who cannot speak for themselves and have no voice. And so the first command in scripture is to be fruitful and multiply. Mm-hmm. And you will see the Lord that in Psalm 139, he creates us, knits us together in our mother's womb uh, and has his has good plans for us. In Jeremiah 1, it says he knows our name and knows everything about us even before we're born. And you will see that um, we have an amazing opportunity to show compassion at every level in the body of Christ. And so really... It, for us just to pray for the Supreme Court to make a decision, uh, those prayers don't end now. Right. Now we need to engage the church not only with, again, compassion for these pregnant girls, but also compassion for the unborn at the same time. And so yeah. churches need to step up and launch adoption ministries, women's yeah. centers, all those kind of things, and then pray for your state legislators. This movie has the potential, because it's a true story, it has the potential to change the mind and the heart of a uh, of a teenager in crisis yeah. or a legislator about to vote, and so uh, we, we we're hoping that the church will engage it, use it. But it's entertaining too; it's funny, it's right, inspirational, sure. it's a good movie. You're not just one for the team by supporting it, you know. Yeah, yeah and that's what I mean. That's going to be our prayer for you guys with this film is is that that's how God would use it to to touch the hearts of people that watch it and and you know, there's that person who's been on the edge, you know, like that happened with me with, with one of your all's movies. So I know the Lord works through the films you make. And so, uh, and I don't think it was coincidence. It's almost like, you know, you, you see this movie uh, coming out when it's coming out right after Roe v. Wade was turned over. And all this is kind of on the forefront of our culture. You guys started making this movie before that was, you know, happening. So it's It's almost like we have a God who, his knows what he's doing, you know, and yeah. um, it's almost and so, like that. <laughs> uh, right. And because um, I mean, I'm sure I mean, you guys are brilliant, but um, I, I think that's I don't think you guys uh, plan that one. Um, but yeah, so that's our prayer. And it is a uh, we're looking forward to to supporting it. And in our our listeners, uh, please go see it September 9th, Life Mark. Um, and let's keep it in theaters for a few weeks instead of just one. And uh, well, lifemarkmovie.com and watch the trailer, see the resources that are connected to it, what theaters it's playing. Fathom is releasing it in 1,450 theaters in 48 states. Um, so we'll pray for Rhode Island to step up. I don't know what the other state is. <laughs> so, yeah, too, who's sleeping here? Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, well, uh, to, to kind of uh, close things, land the plane. Uh, we like to ask our our guests kind of like we have a favorite things uh, segment we do, and we're just going to mention a category. And if you guys could, you guys can swap uh, places, or if you both want to answer. Sure. Hold on, hold on. So, Stephen, I'll get like huh? this. Oh, there we go. Share the screen <laughs> at the same time. That's awesome. That's awesome. That works. Perfect. Uh, let's see how that's that's going to be the new death crawl exercise. Let's see how long you guys can hold that pose. Um. Uh, well, so we're, we're just going to name a category and you just let us know what your favorite thing is. So we'll start off with what is your favorite food? Sushi. I would say sushi. Nice. <laughs> yes. Um, and favorite movie. Probably it's a wonderful life, to be honest with you. Mm, awesome. Mm. Uh, so. For many reasons, but my wife and I like the uh, 
surprisingly, the Jane Austen movies, like Sense and Sensibility, Emma, yeah. Pride and Prejudice, those, yeah. Favorite show to binge? <laughs> right now, I'm going to say The Chosen. Okay, yeah. I, I, would, I would say yes. I would I would. yeah. Season, they're Jesus. working on season three, so. Uh, okay, so favorite thing to do outside of filmmaking? Spend time with my kids and my wife. Absolutely. Basketball in the driveway, because sometimes I still can beat my older kids. Awesome. <laughs> uh, who, if you had a... Alex has an incredible point shot, so. <laughs> do you guys have a an actor and actress that you all would love to work with one day? Uh, well, we are very particular about who we put in our films. Sure. And we have loved working with them. So from Priscilla Shire, Cameron Arnett, um, Sherry Rigby, Kirk Cameron, uh, we, we've loved yeah. our, our team. So one that we haven't worked with yet. You know, well, what we do is we pray for who best fits the character that we need. Mm-hmm. So we don't yeah. chase people as much as we chase the right fit for a character. So uh, I don't uh, I have to think about that one. Yeah. I'd like to work with a saved, sold out to Christ, Tom Cruise, and watch him with a tender heart <laughs> profess the gospel on film. That's right. There you go. Come on. <laughs> what about your favorite? Uh, do you guys have a favorite ice cream? Go-to flavor. Not Don't say vanilla because... I like... Uh, <laughs> no, no. So I'm going to say uh, uh, Moose Tracks. Okay. It's called So Delicious Cashew Milk, and it's salted caramel, and it will change your life. Okay. All right. <laughs> Is that made from almond milk? Right. Is that the brand? More, more health conscious. Yeah. Uh, cashew milk. Yeah, cashew milk. Cashew milk. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so what is your favorite podcast currently? This one is fun. I've enjoyed this one. So uh, you guys are in the running. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> the name's on the top of the screen. <clears throat> uh, Riverside. That's funny. I tell you what, guys, of all the podcasts I've heard, this one is definitely the most recent. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Hey, listen, we're, we're in there. That's we're good. in there. Uh, and then you guys have a go-to verse, favorite vowel verse. Wow. So we have a lot of them. I'm going to give you Jeremiah 29, 13, Jeremiah mm-hmm. 29, 13, where God says, if you seek me, you will find me. If mm-hmm. you seek me with your whole heart. And so that reminds me, God, I, I need you. I want to find you in every area of my life, but I must do that with my whole heart. It's a good reminder to me. Yeah. Man, so many. I don't even know where to start. Um, I would say Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 uh, says, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or imagine according to power that works within us, to him be glory in the church. Uh, I, I, I think that, that verse deals with identity in Christ. It deals with the power of the Holy Spirit within you. It, it is a praise towards God, and it shows his unlimited ability to do amazing things. And that has been a theme for us behind the scenes. So, right. So, 
To wrap up, we'd like to see if you guys be willing to share something that God has been doing in your life that would help build our listeners' faith. Yes. Oh boy. I, can I just give you a recent one? Yeah. Oh yeah. Recent. Sure. Recent ones. Okay. For me, it's, you know, um, the nature of doing a public ministry like a Christian contemporary artist or a filmmaker is you hope it's received well and impacts people and glorifies God. But sadly, and yes, I'm saying sadly, we tend to give lots of rewards for those uh, arenas on earth. You know, there is movie of the year, actor of the year, director of the year, script right. of the year, et cetera, et cetera. Just, and for Christian uh, Chris contemporary artists, there's, you know, artist and album and new group of the year, song of the year, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. So the Lord reminded me as I was reading Matthew 6, for Jesus to say, do not seek your rewards on earth, or that is all you will get. And he says, you will forfeit your reward in heaven. So and not, so I'm not against awards at all. What, so what the Lord has taught me is, Alex, you ask me to help you with these movies and to direct you and guide you and to bless them. And he does. Do not allow your heart to chase after awards as part sure. of your motive. So I have had to die to chasing any award of man. And so uh, what that means is, and we've gotten a lot of rewards over the years. We've gotten a lot of them. And so the Lord has said, Alex Mayer, yeah, Stephen's the only one right there. <laughs> so what the Lord has said, yeah, over this last year, this last year, the Lord has said, Alex, uh, let me give you your reward. If so, yes. <laughs> so Stephen, yeah. So Stephen and I have shared with our team, uh, whenever we do a project from now on, we're not going to chase awards. We're not going to submit our movie awards. If they come, may they come because we weren't chasing them sure. and not aiming our heart at them so that we are exactly what the Lord says to do and that he does whatever he wants to do in response. So I would say for Christians... Go read Matthew 6. It's part of the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus is talking about when you see a man giving to be seen or praying on the street corners to be seen, that's his only reward. Mm -hmm. And so uh, so do we want excellence? Yes, we want a growing level of excellence. But if awards come our way, may they come because we weren't seeking them or chasing them. Um, and then we'll just reflect God and be humble to get them. But we, we cannot allow our hearts to chase after man-made things. That's awesome. That's a good word. And, and, I, and I think that's something that we find on our uh, podcast as we talk to uh, you know, actors, directors, authors, uh, uh, musicians, that those people that are the most fulfilled and the most content uh, with what they're doing are those, the artists and people we talk to that you, know, you would talk to them thinking they're passionate about music or passionate about this but we find that they're passionate about the lost and the music is the tool for them to reach the lost or they're passionate about, you know, orphans and widows or, or whatever that is. And that thing that God's given them is just the vehicle to pursue what they're passionate about. Those are the most fulfilling and awesome conversations we have. So that's a, that's a good word. Uh, if I could just add in for me, uh, the whole concept of holiness to be set apart as special for God's purposes mm. 
that God is set apart as unique and other than he's different and he is super special above over all of creation. And you will see him in scripture, take people that are in, that are common, ordinary people, and then set them apart as holy for his purposes and then do mighty things through their lives. And then you'll see in scripture that he will call us to live lives of holiness, which doesn't mean boring. It actually means uh, sanctified, super special for God's awesome mm-hmm. purposes that he's going to bless uh, with his presence and his power and his provision and his blessings. And so you will see God stack holiness where he will take Jesus, the holy son of God, and who lives a holy life, sheds his holy blood on the cross, dies a holy death, and then sprinkles his blood in the holy of holies in heaven. You see this stacking and that you and I, we now can call on the holy name of Jesus. And because of that, be saved. God then forgives us, makes us holy, that he puts his Holy Spirit in us. He gives us his holy word. All of these things are super special. And there's this ramping momentum of the holiness stacking of God in how he operates. And his blessings are multiplied at another level as God continues to to make things more and more holy, pleasing to him, like him. And so in our lives, and what we've seen this in our filmmaking, is if we will seek the Lord and he leads us to a topic that he wants us to focus in on, and then we we're after that, we're praying as we're writing the script, and then we're praying, Lord, which actor have you chosen? Mm-hmm. And then we're, we're picking that actor. What city do you want us to film in? Which crew members do you want us to hire? And mm-hmm. every day we're praying over the set. And then we're praying in the editing room. We're praying about distribution. There's this momentum stacking of making the movie God told us to make with the actors he told us to make in the city where he told us to shoot it, releasing it when he told us to release it. And we've just seen this multiplied favor blessing of God happening as we continue to honor him at every level and not just every once in a while. And so I would tell believers, man, it's it's incredible to watch the Lord. A lot of times with Christians, I've noticed he's on the bus of their ministry or their family, but he's just mm. not driving the bus. Mm-hmm. So the Lord, I mean, he's he's sovereign over heaven and earth, of him, through him, and for him are all things. Uh, he's, you know, wisdom and counsel and understanding flow from him. And so who are we to think we know better than he does? And so I think... Moving Jesus to the driver of the bus where you're saying, Lord, you're going to lead. We're going to follow. What do you want us to do? He'll start stacking holiness. And then you'll see him show up in blessing and power at another level. And your mind is blown at how awesome he is. So that's awesome. Concept that we see in scripture, I think, can be played out in our everyday lives. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And if listener, if that doesn't get you motivated and gets your spirits (laughs) built up. I don't know what will, guys. Well, Alex and Steven, thank you so much for your time. And please go check out lifemarkmovie.com. Go ahead and pre-order your tickets. It comes out September 9th. Alex, Steven, again, thank you very much for your time today. Bless you guys. Good to talk yes. to you today. Thank you, guys. Well, thanks for listening. And thanks, Kendrick Brothers. Be sure to check us out at christianmusicguys.com. 
We are a listener-supported podcast. You can check out how to become a part financially on our website. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review. See you next week.